What's up, YouTube and Ites? Welcome to Lords of the Longbox presents the cover price top 10. You know, I've been, you know what? Since I've had these braces, I've had this lisp and I've been missing out on speaking Spanish. So, oh. uh, oh, yeah, chicos and chicas, bienvenidos, telelos, the little box. That sounds horrible, but, uh, you know, that was good. Yeah. The shakers. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yo, yo, chico, chico, chico. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are congregating and uh, bash my Spanish. Uh, let's get you uh, something for you to uh, congregate to. We haven't played this in a while. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Every single time um <laughs> for the comments in the live chat uh first of all laura say what's good to people hey guys yeah i miss being here on tuesday so i'm excited to be here tonight we have a cool list jb the fedora man say what's good yeah how you doing everybody welcome to another edition of the shaker show we got a really great list for you hmm. it's probably an for list but still it's gonna be a fun one make sure you're uh hanging out and if you're watching on the rewind Make sure you're commenting what your favorite cover was below after the show to be entered into next Tuesday's giveaway. Yep. Ooh. And oh, yeah. a giveaway tonight. If you're in the live right now, pay attention to TiVo because he's going to ask a question, a random question during the show. And someone in the live is going to win this book right here. This amazing Spider-Man 900 1 in 50 variant is going to go out to somebody Ooh, in the yeah. chat. Very yeah. nice. Uh, for those who said uh, I sounded Italian, yeah, I think I mixed my Spanish accent with the Argentinian accent, with the Castilian accent, with the Puerto Rican accent. So, you know, 
What are you going to do? Here's a phrase that they say in Spanish, uh, in Spain, that's a really, really bad curse word. Uh, they don't say it here in Mexico, but they say it in Spain. So uh, put it on your earmuffs if you have kids around. Mi cago en la puta madre. Yeah. I understood madre. Something about your mother. Man, yeah. It also has to do with poop. Uh, oh no! Me la puta madre. You gotta say it like that in Spain. All right, this show is uh, brought to our friends over at PriceGuide.CoverPrice.com. Uh, Go to your Price Guides collections and trends. The top ten list every Tuesday and this uh, Thursday on the Shaker Show. Uh, if you're on uh, podcast, Alexa, play Lords of the Longbox podcast on Spotify. The show is proudly sponsored by our friends over at Bird City Comics. Use discount code LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City Comics store. Nothing's dropping this Friday, but uh, I'm pretty sure we'll have something next week. For I'm sure. Just... Yes, next week. Yeah, Flora said it. It's true. So let's get right to it, boys and girls. This is the cover price, or excuse me, this is the uh, this list cover price focusing on new sales or most interesting sales found in their exclusive Daily Shakers list is listening changes several times every day. So make sure every day to review some of the hottest trending books on the market. So after these 10, they're all in alphabetical order. We're going to see what's shaking today. Um, so you get a chance to uh, answer the question and win some stuff. We, we're in a giving mood all year round. You know what I mean? All year round. And it's Valentine's Day too. So throw roses at you, whatever. I don't care. All right, let's get to it. What is our first shaker? Man, check this one out. All right. Kick off the show. We've got the Astounding Wolfman, issue number 16, the Dale Keown 1 in 25 variant, originally published in 2009 from Image. Now, this just missed last week's report with a massive price of $1,200 for a CGC 9.8. This was such a crazy sale that we just needed to bring it onto this week's list. Clearly, Robert Kirkman's Astounding Wolfman series is not nearly as successful as The Walking Dead or Invincible. However, the series does have its fans, and those fans love it. Now, the variants available are few and far between are few and far between for this low-printed series, and a 1 in 25 is near impossible ratio for most stores in 2009. Add in the fact that it's done by one of the industry greats, Dale Keown, and you can already get a sense of why collectors might want it. Just look at it. It's amazing. Add in the fact that there are only three copies on the CGC census, with this being the only 9.8. While the census doesn't always mean scarcity, you know, it could mean that like nobody wants to grade it. But it does help show that this is not an easy book to find. What a cover, too. Look at that. Well, since you invoked the name of Robert Kirkman... I think he has a message for you guys. Oh, but. I'm Robert Kirkman. Keep digging in those long boxes. Mm. Ah, cool. Now you nice. like them apples. <laughs> I got Run DMC to do it too. I meant uh, DMC. I got uh, to do it too back in the day when we were going to shows. So uh, yeah, I actually ran into Robert Kirkman Kirkham uh, at my LCS. He he walked in with. Um, Rob Liefeld and somebody else. And I was like, oh, that's Kirkman. I was like, I was like, I recognize him. Yeah. So pretty cool. I've heard man. he's a really cool dude too, like very approachable. 
Yeah, he's very, very chill. Very chill. He's not like um, I want. He's 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 not like uh, you know, Liefeld. You know what I mean? So uh, shout out to everything you do for us, Rob. Rob, sorry, I invoked his name. Uh, okay, let's go right to the next one. What do we have for the second shaker? As I scroll through my myriad of graphics, oh, old school. This is seamless. This is seamless. All right, we got Batman 156. Uh, we knew there was going to be a lot of DC this week, so here we go. Uh, this is from 1963. This fantastic early Batman book just hit an all-time high sale. Not just that, but the biggest sale in our database. After a long absence from the market, a CGC 9.0 copy popped up and quickly sold for $3,840. That surpasses literally every other sale we have on record including the last all-time high, which was also in a CGC 9.0 for $2,880. Both surpassed the top grade on record, a CGC 9.4, which sold for $2,031 back in 2012. While the stories within inspired the cover for this awesome book, it truly is the cover that steals the show. It features Batman carrying a dead Robin, a waking nightmare left over from a voluntary psychological experiment gone awry. It has gone on to inspire numerous storylines and homages, including most recently in the pages of Batman number 125. Some say it may have been done to death, but that didn't stop a collector from dropping big money to acquire this early Batman gem. And if you guys are curious, the cover here is done by both Sheldon Moldoff and Charles Paris. Ooh, hey Apollo, are you knowledge? Hey Apollo, are you still a professional wrestler, man? Because uh, I, 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 I think at one point you were a professional wrestler. So uh, shout out to Apollo Cruz, man. Uh, I think that's him. He's got a check mark, so I'm pretty sure that's him. But uh, he pops in every now and then. So uh, nice. Batman number one fifty six from uh, nineteen sixty three thirty eight hundred dollars. Well, three thousand eight hundred forty to be exact. In the CC nine point Good lord, that is a. Uh, so that's... first of all, you got great colors. You got nineteen sixty three. You got a uh, high grade from nineteen sixty three. It's a PA to cover, and then you got Miss Laura dropping the knowledge on the artist of the cover. Great work, <laughs> man. Great work. Come on now, it's the Shakers. Come on. Yeah, I mean, what do you that's how we that's how we do. Um let's go back even further or maybe same around time. No, oh, actually now. earlier. Can you believe it? All right, next up we've got four color issue six fifty-six, originally published in 1955 from Dell. Not only does this book feature a fantastic classic cover, but it is also the second appearance of Turok, Son of Stone. Appearing nearly a year after his first appearance in Four Color 596, writer Gaylord Dubois was determined to bring attention to this previously underutilized character. Well, he succeeded, with this book being his final appearance before receiving his own title in Turok, Son of Stone, issue number three. That spawned countless depictions including a run of over a hundred plus issues and what most are familiar with the video game that has stretched numerous generations of consoles and gamers alike the point is Turok has its fans 
with one recently spending $1,560 to secure a CGC 9.4, the highest grade sold in our records. Now, the previous high grade was a sale of a CGC 9.0 for $600 way back in 2019. Now, being a book from 1955, high-grade copies are tough to come by, with only two 9.4 copies on the census, with the only higher grade being two 9.6s. Well, it's a nice consolation prize for those aiming to acquire a key to rock book, but it may not be for long. With this sale, it's quickly catching up to the high sale of $2,021 for a CGC 9.2 of Turok's first appearance. It's almost there, man. You're only five. Yeah, I, I remember the Valiant series, and I had, you know, back then, you know, you know, I had no idea that, you know, it was a Golden Age book. Um, interesting enough, I wonder who owns the IP for Turok, um, because this would be great for, you know. Is that the, one of those things that's opened up now? I mean, I feel like all these early 50s properties are now like, look what happened to Pooh. When did he come out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Winnie, look what they did to Winnie the poor Winnie the Pooh, man. Yeah. And the Grinch, too. And then the uh, cocaine bear. I meant I'm, Winnie the Pooh is uh, is 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 uh, nobody owns the IP. So you can do anything you want. With yeah, that's it. what I'm saying. But that 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 happened over a period of time. And then. I wonder if Turok's open open season yet. I don't know. Yeah. So, Matt, if you're in our live chat, we, when uh, we were at WonderCon last year, we met the dude who bought the Dell uh, intellectual property. And, you know, I was trying to ask him, and you know, what do you have? You know, obviously, you know, he doesn't have a lot of them that were done by other people. Um, but he has a lot of the Dell IP that he was trying to sell, uh, you know, shop around. Um, what's interesting is um, that um, now, I mean, it'd be curious to see, you know, what they do with it. I mean, I think, you know, people are just going back going saying, Hey man, there's gold in them, Mary Hills. Let's go and, you know, find intellectual property that's not being used and let's let's do it, you know. Um, you know, I mean Winnie the Pooh was a wasn't that a horror it was a horror film or some crazy shit, right? Originally, really? No, what? no, the, no, there was a new there was a new one. I, well, I'm I, just saying now that the property is open, they've just they've just cannibalized Winnie the Pooh. He's doing all kinds of crazy shit now. Horror yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Yeah. All right, four color issue six five six from October first, nineteen fifty five. Seems like a steal for uh fifteen sixty uh, one thousand five hundred sixty dollars for a nine point four, right? Yeah, that's some time machine shit okay. right there, man. Well, Turok mm -hmm. does go in time, I guess. So it's apropos. All right, what do we got up next? I'm so excited about this one. This is Hack Slash, the series number fourteen. Jenny Frizen did the cover B by Devil's Due Publishing back in 2008. Over the past year, uh, Jenny Frizen has risen the ranks from an unknown artist to one of the industry's best. She's one of today's most popular cover artists, and her fan base only seems to grow alongside her. When an artist hits this level of popularity, collectors want their first published work, first cover, etc. And lucky for us, this Hackslash variant is both her first cover and officially commissioned comic art. Now, here's where it gets a little, a little fuzzy. 
There's been some online debate over Jenny Frizen's first, as her variant for Voltron, a legend forged in 2008, was originally hailed as her first. The debate lies in this. Voltron was published first, but Hackslash was commissioned and finished first and was released just a few weeks after. Either way, sellers are listing both now as first Jenny Frizen work, which continues to cause market confusion. While Voltron continues to outvalue it, with the last sale of 504 for a CGC 9.4, Hackslash is catching as seen by this week's new high of 425 for a CGC 9.6. It's important to remember that artists are investable and it pays to do research and catch their first works early. For more Frizen information, including these covers, check out Nearing Nirvana's show dedicated to Jenny and TiVo will drop the link in the chat. So yes, technically she was commissioned to do this one first, but Voltron came out first. So what do you guys think? Where, do, Where's your vote? I'm going to go with this one. I mean, I mean, her style has changed dramatically from no. 2008, right? Um, geez, you put me on the spot here to drop your link. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay, I, link. Yeah. Hold on. I would do it. 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 I would oh, do it. He, he has it. He has it. No, I, I'm um, more partial to her. Uh, her newer stuff. This, I wouldn't have thought this was a prison by looking at it. If I, if you wouldn't have said, which show was it's it? Definitely different here, Tivo. I think I got it actually. But I can see how collectors are, are passionate that way. They need, you know, first interior art, the first first covers, first. You know, I think this guy wrote a note that got published in a comic book somewhere. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, people find anything nowadays. So um, here you go. I'm gonna put my in vote live. personally is I would go with Voltron. It was published first. Here is a link. Commissioned first, but it, the other one was published first. So I would go with Voltron, and I personally just like that cover better. That one looks like Jenny, yeah. whereas this one I agree with JB doesn't really have that same feel yeah. to it as we're used to her having. Here's the link to our sister channel near Nirvana. Go uh, check out their Jenny Frizon. Um, is it Frizon or Frizon? Frizon. Frozen. I'm going to mess with her like that, man. This is like a running joke right now. Is that what this is? <laughs> I don't know. Every, every, every show, it's like somebody's name is like, man, we got to figure it out. And then that's uh, why JB's, we just leave it open. You just let JB's got one that's blind. coming up too. All right. So, Hack Slash series, the series number 14, Jenny Frizon. Cover cover B. Yep. All right. Uh here's an interesting one. This one's this one's very interesting. This is an interesting story. All right. Next up, number five on the list, we've got He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Issue number one, the Maddie Collector variant. Originally published in 2013. Now, this variant was originally offered by Mattel and DC Comics in 2013 with the upfront purchase of a one-year subscription to the he-man and the masters of the universe comic series at 24.99 for 12 issues now the subscription had to be purchased directly from dc's website and in 2013 comic book print runs were starting to bounce back yet this masters of the universe series was still a niche book with only diehard fans picking up the entire series while some additional nostalgic fans may have picked up the first Issuers, so very few were buying the whole run sight unseen. Today, this now seems like a fantastic price. 
13 total books for $24.99, and one of those is a rare exclusive? Yeah, please. So obtaining this variant was uh, exceptionally difficult, needless to say. Since 2013, copies have floated into the aftermarket and sold for anywhere between 30 to 100 bucks. However, has seen as seen with this week's new high of $134 for a VF raw. Its scarcity is beginning to show as more collectors hold on to this. It doesn't help that more collectors of toy variants are also growing. And it's worth noting that Mattel and DC did this one more time with another Mattel toy variant for He-Man Eternity War in 2014. The exact same parameter is applied, but this time way fewer collectors purchased the full subscription. And that book is one of the many rare Masters of the Universe variants out there. This one is pretty cool because they they literally just look like the action figures, right? I mean, you know, yeah, that's uh, those are the action figures, man, that's yeah, aren't they? It's a photo, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a hey. photo of the action figures at play. Yeah. Hey, is Nimesh, Nimesh Patel uh, is uh, is he the uh, your uh, your your subscriber to your channel, near near yes. Nirvana, who drops fifty dollars super chats? Yeah, we, we call him our benefactor. <laughs> I'm just saying the mesh, you know, you know, spread the love around. You know, I'm just saying, but you know, you know, you know. So yeah, me. I think anybody asking, you know, for you to buy the entire year in advance, twenty four ninety nine for those twelve issues, and then you get this extra free bonus one. I can't see a lot of people doing that sight unseen, right? I'm going, yeah, you know what? Give me the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I don't think so, man. So He-Man and Masters of the Universe Maddie Collector variant from DC in 2013. 134 for a raw dog. Hmm. Interesting. Never seen this in the bottom of my life, but you know, what else? All right. Uh let's get uh it's time to punish you guys. Yay. All right. Marvel Super Action number one from 19. <laughs> Hold on a second. Because, because I asked nicely. Thank you, Manesh Patel. I, it wasn't 50, but we'll take the 25. We appreciate oh it. Yeah. I Mesh apologize, Namesh. And I just. Unbelievable, Timo. Yeah. Crazy. Thank you, Namesh. We love you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Welcome to the channel, Namesh Patel. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Yo, he drops mad game. coin on uh, near Nirvana, you know what I mean? So uh, they deserve know. it. They do, yeah, they do. get yeah, over there. Everybody in yeah. this chat right now, if you're not watching the near Nirvana, you get over there and understand what's going on. All right, yeah, right. Where are you guys? We're putting right. on show. Let's get right to it. Did you already read this? Oh, yeah. Marvel Super Action oh, issue, sorry. uh, action number one from 1976. This classic Punisher cover is just too fun to look at. A depiction from a time long past that rarely gets a chance at the spotlight. Recently, it got that chance as this book managed to sell for $1,500 in a CGC 9.8, absolutely blowing out its previous high sale of $695 in a CGC 9.6 back in 2021. Even more impressive, when ungraded books in that reported grade last sold, ungraded books in that reported grade last sold for $55. The reason is the premium put upon such high grades due to the fact that this book was somewhat of an experiment for Marvel 
as they drop this one shot for Punisher before shifting to Captain America in regular comic format. This book was released in a magazine format and a black cover, making it a tough book to keep mint. It told the origin of the Punisher, a character that rapidly developed a fan base that was searching for the reason the Punisher ticks and picked this book up like crazy. Imagine picking that up as a newsstand or a grocery store and keeping it in great shape. Uh, Admittedly tough, but someone managed it and sold it for quite the sum. I think this room, I mean, all Punisher books are going to be exploding uh, I mean, once, you know, the foggy effect takes over, uh, uh, if, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that plays him, what's his name? John Bernthal comes back as a Punisher, make it R rated. I don't care, but do it. You know what I mean? I think this uh, is a fantastic cover, but just the size I'm, I, I, I don't like the magazine size cause they don't fit in the boxes. I don't have the right supplies for them. Every time I get one, I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing now? Um, yeah, I have I have the, the cover is num- fantastic. I have the Punisher number one magazine that came out. Um, uh, I found it at a uh, at a, at a used bookstore, and there were just like five copies. So I just bought them all. They were a dollar each. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll buy them. Shoot, you know, why not? Uh, Marvel Super Action issue number one from January nineteen seventy six, fifteen hundred dollars in a nine point eight. I think both. Uh, DC and Marvel need to bring back magazine size comics. Uh, they do it every now and then, but come Thanks, on, babe, you know. I don't like them. Yeah, Deadly Hands mm-hmm. of Kung Fu and all those other ones. Uh, the, you know, you know the horror ones. You know, they're great. You know, you know, and you can buy bags and boards from them, JB. They're, 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 they're I appreciate they're, that, Batmite. But what am I going to buy? Twenty five bags for my one magazine? <laughs> come on. Well, man. that means the incentive is to buy more magazines. Right, right, easy peasy. Yeah, gold, baby, gold. If you bought a, a set of twenty five, and I know you did, go ahead and send me a couple because I know you didn't use them all. <laughs> yeah. And all right, so Marvel's magazine box. So they're the chat's letting us know on that too. Thanks. Yeah, yeah there the are magazine boxes lighting me up yes, right now. I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> Marvel Super Action issue number one from January nineteen seventy six, fifteen hundred for a nine point eight. All right, uh, here is something interesting. This is really relatively new pretty damn new yeah this is this is really new you know shout out to the 125 in the live chat right now if you are enjoying the show do take a moment to hit that thumbs up we really do appreciate it all right next up we've got static shadows of dakota issue number one the olivier copel foil variant the one in 100 foil variant just came out i think now this gorgeous capel variant flew under the radar for many and has only increased as the week has gone by one copy put up the market flare by selling for the hundred dollar ratio on february 1st since then only a handful of copies have come to market selling for anywhere between 160 to 185 now static has a strong fan base that seems to be growing as is the popularity of the Dakotaverse character in general. This is a book to keep an eye on as some of these weekly hot books, you know, they dip in price over time. Now, this particular variant does have many things in its favor for sustaining, though, mainly the fact that how many retailers ordered 100 copies of this, man? (laughs) Come on. Only time will tell, but either way, it's a stunning cover by Coppell. 
Can I weigh in here a little bit? We just covered this character on Nearing Nirvana on Friday. We had uh, Tamiko from Black Comic Lords with us. Uh, interesting the, show. If you guys didn't get the shout chance, shout out Black catch Comic it. Lords. Yeah, like shout it was out. it was such a good show, and they I learned so much. Like when this book first came into be, like back in 1993, you had this full team of African American creators that wanted to rectify the fact that there wasn't much representation for minorities. Uh, Static wasn't the first, but he was the first to have his own solo series. And little fact here, his name, Virgil Hawkins, he was actually named after a real-life person back in 1949 that was rejected at the University of Florida, rejected admission due to his race. And so that's where his name came from. Yeah, so, I mean, Static comes comes from the DC world of, what were they called? Was it the Icon world or I forgot the Milestone, thank you, Frankie Gonzalez. Yeah, Milestone. So, and they introduced a whole slew of African-American characters and characters of color, to be honest with you. And for its time, and then it just went away. And then, I want to say a year or two a year ago, they... They were on that DC fandom thing. Remember that thing? That DC uh, fandom thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they were talking about how they're going to bring it back. They're going to bring back the, um, the the universe with different things. Uh, you know, uh, you know. hopefully they do. Uh, you know, Static was a big... A lot of kids love Static, you know, you because know, the, the, the universe of the that it encompasses, Static was was more like for you know you know younger people you know and then there was like icon who was more violent and older you know and it was like uh you know i i still have a static shock or whatever the one with the plastic blue bag on it i'm trying um the poly bag yeah there was static number one with the poly bag yeah i still have it and it's still in the bag yeah i got it for five dollars at the uh <laughs> at the uh what was it uh the Bakersfield Comic Con, uh, which was Bakersfield, uh, yeah, Bakersfield Comic Con, which is a shit show. But you know, me and my boy Swolverine rolled up in there, and we were like, you know, we found a couple deals. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, a lot of a lot of cheap books. Um, you know, it's a it's a small show. Uh, it's but you know, it's uh, and to all the people who ask me, you know, why didn't I go to Cal Comic Con at Costa Mesa this year? It was uh, Sunday. Um, it's because it it's not what it used to be. And um and and Aunt didn't tell me he was going, Laura. <laughs> I, I thought you guys talk. I just assumed you guys were like on a chat or something, but no. I yeah. I, I was tagged in a picture with like, hey, look who I found. And I was like, what the fuck, Aunt? What's going on? How I, yeah, I would have went if well, maybe I wouldn't have. It was Sunday, so it was like it's it's weird. It used to be King of the Golden State was there too as well. Um, it used to be a, a two-day show, now it's just a Sunday show. Uh, our friends from Shortbox also, I think, are doing a lot of stuff with it. But uh, I remember back in the day, and when it was in your Belinda, it would you could find really cheap books. It was in a small little little room, and they had sidewalk sales, and you could find some cheap books. I remember seeing the drummer from System of a Down, who was the owner of Torpedo Comics, was there buying books. Um, Rob Liefeld was there. Brian, uh, Rob Liefeld was there buying original art, uh, believe it or not. Oh, shout out to Rob Liefeld for everything you do in the community. Again, you're uh, um, um, But um, let me get back to the graphic here. Um, but I remember that that show was great. And I remember uh, 
uh who's guy oh god the artist that does the painted stuff it was weird because it was probably the smallest show but cgc was always there Hmm. It was right. I mean, you know, it was like there was like, you know, because a lot of shows, you know, you, you don't see CDC there, but CDC will always would always be there at this little show. And now it's like big. And, you know, King Golden State can explain it in the live chat, you know, how you know now they have like before there was no artists, there was no Funkos, there was no, it was just comic books. It was just comic books. I mean, you know, it was, and it was a dope, dope show. But uh, if, you know, you know, maybe I'll go next year. But we, we yeah, I'll tell Anthony, make sure he lets you know next time. Yeah, Ant. You guys going to <laughs> WonderCon? I don't think so. We're doing Vegas. Um, and then we're going to be here for Phoenix Fan Fusion. But I don't think uh, we're going to do. Yeah, I'm if gonna you do, need I'll, any help at any of your booths, you know, just I'll be a WonderCon. I'll, I'll get a I'll get a flight out. When is the Vegas show? Uh, that is in April. I believe it's the 27th through the 30th. Oof. Is it hot in April? Probably. I mean, it's Vegas. It's hot. So, yeah. It's Vegas, man. Yeah. Get out of here. It, it gets cold in the wintertime, dude. It here. gets it, Vegas gets really cold in the wintertime, believe it or not, you know. But uh I you know, um I've been told to stay away from casinos too, so I, you know, I, I should probably not uh, <laughs> indulge my gambling addiction. <laughs> If I go there, like everyone's like Terrificon is that at, I believe at the uh, San Manuel or whatever uh, back east, and they're, they're always telling me to go. Like, dude, I was like, before I buy any comics, I'd probably lose all my money playing blackjack. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I digress. Static Shadows of Dakota number one to Olivier Copel 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 Copel. He's French. One in one hundred. <laughs> Ross, we had a debate on his name. We, we, we had a debate yeah. before it started. But he's French, so I'm gonna say Olivier. Olivier uh, Coipel. Olivier Coipel. Coipel. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah. Anytime you say Olivier, you know what I'm you saying? Nailed it. Yeah, I'm gonna name my son Olivier that I never had. All right, what do we got up next? You know what? I was just like gonna watch this movie the other day. It, it was on Netflix. I've yet to see this. I need to watch it. Uncharted number one, but this is the Adam Hughes cover. Came out in 2011. This Adam Hughes variant has been sought after for years by collectors with high reaching with highs reaching over 1,000 for a graded 9.8. Some of the hype around Uncharted, and therefore this book, greatly, greatly slowed once the film was released and was met with, shall I say, less than enthusiastic reactions from both fans and critics. Yet, there's hope. This is renewed enthusiasm in this gaming community after The Last of Us has proven a true and almost direct adaptation of a well-written game that it can happen. That success has created significant market confidence. Uh, where am I? For The Last of Us comic series, pushing it to new highs it's never seen before. Naughty Dog is known for many award-winning games with Uncharted being their best-selling and best-reviewed series of all time. Hopefully, this means that Uncharted can possibly get a new life on either the small or large screen at some point. Back to comic sales, though. This week's sale was a graded 9.0 for $400, and while not earth-shattering, it is higher than the recent sales for a 9.4 and 9.2 copies, and supports that slight beginning of a rebound effect for this entire comic series. This variant does not pop up often, so we're curious to see what future listings will do 
And if Uncharted can blaze a path back to the content that represents the amazing stories that games have already provided. Again, I haven't seen the movie. The fact that it's Adam Hughes, though, I'm already kind of sold there, but I mean, it's the not bad. Cover it's, is cool. it's not bad. I mean, it's it's weird seeing, you know, Peter Parker playing another character, but uh, you know, um, you know, you got Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch in it as well. So uh yeah, but the game is 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 pretty in-depth. It's like man it, it, you really need to pay attention to do that I, i'm me i'm i'm a i'm a button a master i don't like p- solving puzzles or anything like that and craziness and you know open world you're the guy you that know. busted your rubik's cube into pieces and then put it back together is that what you did <laughs> no i just took a stickers off and pushed them you took the stickers <laughs> off <laughs> you repeat yeah them. so this is i've talked about this in the past how adam hughes um draws the feminine, uh, the females really well. And in this instance, he actually draws a dude pretty well. Um, you know, you know, there's other artists like that, like J. Scott Campbell, who draw fantastic women, but the women are the men are a bit effeminate. But I will also say Adam Hughes's covers are a lot better than his internal art. Uh, his internal art is a lot to be, uh, let's just say it's, it's not as good as his cover art. I'll just leave it at that. But shout out to Adam Hughes. Uncharted number one from uh, November 30, uh, 2011. $400 and a 9.0. I wonder if we'll ever get a sequel. They should. Why not, man? You know, they got the IP. I mean, that's that's interesting that, you know, you got Peter Parker, who was Spider-Man, who is now a character in Uncharted, which is a DC comic. So interesting. You haven't All seen right. it, though? Maybe you haven't either? I have not seen the movie. It's now. on Netflix. All right, we all who's got time for that? Come on, man. Yeah, it's 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 a bit silly. I mean, you know, there is some craziness with the plane and things falling out of it, and crazy. Uh, Marky Mark is a bit of a meathead, but you know, um, <laughs> I think I think uh, Tom Holland did well uh, for it. You know, you know, I, you know. You know, there's a lot of people who always say the game is so much better than the film or series or whatever. You know, um, you know. Well, so. Last of Us, have you played that? No, I have not. I'm not into survival games. Yeah. Ugh. Last of Us, they've they've done a really good job turning that into yeah. a show. I think that I'm really when you're, you're you're always kind of thinking, okay, it's not going to be exact, it's not going to be perfect, but I I've been pleasantly surprised with the show. I'm interested to see the God of War movie that's coming. Um, and Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which you know, not related mm-hmm. to comic books, but you know, God of you know, uh, God of War, uh, which I played, which was just crazy, crazy. And you know what? Sometimes I just go on YouTube and I just watch the animated uh, the cutscenes. They're great. They're like you can spice them together and make a movie out of them. All right. Mm-hmm. So Uncharted number one, Adam Hughes, uh, four hundred dollars and a nine point oh. All right. Uh, here's one that's really interesting. All right. Remember, everybody, if you're watching this on the Rewind, we, we're asking you to comment your favorite cover. Is it this one? Maybe it's this one. Next up, we've got Vampirella Monthly, issue number 20. The Bruce Tim variant, originally published in 1999 from Harris Comics. Now, Bruce Tim may be synonymous with Batman and Harley, yet he's produced many highly desirable comic book covers outside of his iconic Batman art. His cover for this Vampirella issue is no different. Ever since the 90s, almost every top artist has done a Vampirella cover. Her iconic stature in comics and connection to one of the greatest comic 
artists of all time, the legendary Frank Frazetta, make for a subject matter that everyone wants to put their stamp on. These various covers also tend to be very rare. Now, Vampirella has never been a book with a, hev- with a heavy print run, even in the 90s, when heavily inspired characters like Witchblade claimed the market. Only select fans paid attention to her various series. For those reasons, Tim's variant is quickly escalating in price, as well, seen you. by this week's all-new high sale of $350 for a raw. Yeah, so Vampirella and Lady Death are, I think, two characters that artists love to draw. I mean, this one is probably one of the Where most tame. Start? Yeah, this is one of the more tame Vampirella covers, if you know what I mean, you know. But but Lady mm-hmm. Death, Vampirella, people love drawing them, uh, you know, because they're curvaceous and, you know. Um, yeah, but uh, Vampirella Monthly number 20, the Bruce Tim variant from 1999. $350 in a raw dog. And of course, of course, my only, my grill is number one. Ooh, nice. somebody was just talking about this in the chat too. So here we go. Vampirella number one, uh, published by Warren in 1969. Here we have another Vampirella cover. And it's most important that will stand the test of time. Frazetta was brought in as backup artist after European artist Aslan dropped out. Needless to say, Frazetta absolutely killed it, delivering a depiction of Vampirella that persists today, much like his depictions of Conan. Being her first appearance, it was important to get the look just so, and Frazetta sure accomplished that. Vampirella has gone on to become a cultural icon, selling thousands of books yearly with an ever-growing fan base. One fan recently surprised the community pulling the trigger on a reported ungraded 9.4 copy for a whopping $2,600. The last time a reported ungraded 9.4 came to market was back in 2018, and it sold for only $225. That recent sale puts it in graded 8.0 to 8.5 territory, and if the uh, assigned ungraded grade is accurate, it could reset the market if it is slabbed and released onto the aftermarket. Fitting as Vampirella continues to grow in popularity, as do the premiums of high-grade copies, as darker covers are notoriously tough to keep in shape. Potentially, this fan could have even got a spectacular deal if anything ever comes from the film and television rights being sold. While Vampirella already received a film adaptation back in 1996, this is a new day and age where the character could truly come to life on the big screen or small screen. Yeah, that uh, Vampirella was that uh, was an awful movie. I remember yeah, it, was uh, it was like she was like a queen of the B movies. I forgot her name, but uh, interesting fact. I want to talk you... about this book. This book, twenty six hundred dollars for raw. That's crazy. Yeah. What if it's color touched? What if it's trimmed? What I could never. I want the chat, and if you're watching on the rewind, what's the most expensive book you've ever bought raw? It depends on the seller too, though. Like if you're doing your research and you're going through and seeing what the seller has and what they've what their rating is and reading the reviews and you trust the seller, like I don't know, I would buy this as if if like for example you or TiVo said, okay, Laura, this is a nine to a nine four, then okay. But would I buy well, from a yeah. random eBay seller promising that? No. 
Well, they have eBay protection too, that, you know, pretty much you can return anything you want, which, you know, sometimes is good, sometimes is bad. Just in fact, Vampirella is actually from a panda called Draculon, um, if you didn't know that. So she's not really a vampire, but she does like the blood. How many people do you think will choose this cover as their favorite in tonight's show? uh, I don't know, man. But if you guys stick around, we're going to do a trivia question. Uh, Also, also, after the video post, we're going to give away something in the live chat. Um, and then on next Tuesday show, we're going to give away something from near Nirvana. Uh, so after the video post, tell us what your favorite cover was or a comic was on this week's list. It could be on this one or what we uh, go through as I seamlessly transition over the seamless to- transition that is TiVo's production. Yes, <laughs> on display. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in the chat. We've got a couple new names, you know, um, and people are answering the question. Frank says, uh, no, I'm sorry. Shana says $100 is the most she's ever spent. That Vampirella 1 in 100 is Frank redoing this cover. Hmm. Yeah. There's All so right, much knowledge what, in our chat. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's shaking the day, boys. As you can tell, uh, cover prices revamped their... Um, website a little bit you can shop by lists hot comics top p comics rare finds top variants so this is the top 10 that'll be covered on tuesday dc dominated obviously with the with the james gunn announcement these yeah. are the most units sold i told you this authority book was going to move because uh they announced an authority uh series that's coming red goblin i'll Good believe Lord. it when i see it on the authority i want to see like it actually happen the authority is a pretty good read. Uh, I think Warren Ellis, right? Yeah, Warren. Um, yeah. yeah, Warren Ellis. Uh, but we're see uh, see what's shaking Ooh. today, boys and girls. Wow, returning champion. Remember, a Ooh, lot of people were commented. Champion, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people commented that X Men One Hundred and One was uh, was their favorite. So uh, maybe they watched our show and they were buying issues up. But you never know, man. Uh, but never oh, know. come on now, Casper the Friendly Ghost, get out of town. Nineteen forty nine. Oh, is this Casper. the first appearance though? Is this the first one? comic appearance of Casper, yeah. a friendly ghost? First appearance in origin of Baby Huey and Herman the Mouse. Raw Dog, forty-seven, four thousand seven hundred ninety-five dollars. Um, wow! Yeah. Right. If you ever seen the live-action movie, it is really weird. Christina Ricci's in it. Um, uh, Devin Sawa's in it. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because I had a crush on him. He has like a romantic. A thing with Christina Ricci. I don't know. It's weird, man. Yeah, uh, there's, don't skip uh, over that Golden Age Batman. Don't you dare skip over that Golden oh, Age Batman. Get in there. Thirty-seven hundred for a six-point-five Batman from nineteen forty-two. Wow. This is the anniversary issue. War saving bonds and stamps. Keep them rolling. Thirty-seven hundred. The for yellow a 6.5. popping off of that cover. What is that? A six-point-five from nineteen forty-two. That's crazy. That's a damn good look at the rate. most common sale is a freaking 0.3 to 1.0 yeah man yeah, <laughs> yeah in the golden age they dc you know if you think of action comics number one superman number one they all had golden covers so it was pretty trippy man uh what's up with this iron man yeah what's Let's up see. with that what's going on with Invincible that? iron man number 80 oh look at that so man, Bob interesting Layton. cover but what 1600 and a nine point from nineteen, I don't get what in the nine point eight. So I'm in the live chat. Let me see. There's got to be mm. something going on with that. Hmm. Some in the live chat break it down and why uh, 
why this is in there. I didn't get a chance to research it, but there is somebody knows something reading in the tea leaves. Mm -hmm. Amario, it's a me. Uh, come on now. Women couldn't be a shaker show without, you know, these uh, romance comics. Women in love. Nah, my hostess. I paid for my lie. My scarred love. Uh, redheads. Raw dog. $1,150 in a... Uh, Raw fear uh 5.0 to 6.5. That's pretty rare. I started looking some of these up because you know I peruse the shakers list pretty often. There's a lot of these uh yeah. love comic books in there, they're pretty popular, man. Yeah, love and horror is all that is. Yeah, this is the crypt of terror number 18. CDC 5.5 so for fifth. Uh, five point five for sixteen hundred dollars. Comics that have a key appearances or are low per yesterday have always been in demand. Uh, yeah, because a lot of these comics were destroyed because of the seduction of the innocent. Right? They were telling their kids, you know, hey, you know, before the the EC Comics Authority, they said, you know, these comics oh, are bad for kids. Bingo. What's the bingo? Yep, there you go. Cover price. Now you go, let's put that in there. I don't know if you can put that in there as a key factor, but that's fantastic. And only two nine point eights on the census. Thanks for being in the chat. Cover price. Appreciate you guys. Hang Thanks, on. Matt. Matt. Hey, speaking of static, here's here's a static that's the one. one. Yeah, but this is this is the one that's uh, this is the platinum issue. This is the one I have here. That's uh, it. Yeah, this is the one in the bag. Collector's edition, poly bagged. $56 what could, raw dog. What could That's James good. Gunn do with a character like this? Come on, man. He All was essentially like modeled after Peter Parker, too. So there's so much they can do with that character. So yeah, he's the DC Miles, which I, I uh -huh. saw that comment earlier. But again, what could Peter gonna do with him? <laughs> Speaking of video games, The Last of Us American Dreams, issue number one from Dark Horse. You got Ellie ready to kick some ass. First comic appearance of Ellie and the Last of Us in comics predates the first The Last of Us game. Wow. $640 for it. So this came out before the game. Interesting. Yep. See? I do believe Nearing Nirvana did a show about that as well. So you had to check out Nearing Nirvana. I actually have this. Let me see. Boom. Ooh. See? I even says it was marked here. 575 for 9.2. Damn. Uh, damn, something in September is uh, 7,800 bones. Uh, my my buddy who owns LCS, he knows that I'm into uh, like uh, magazines and uh, horror covers. So, you know, anytime he was getting Pamparello or Master of Kung Fu or any of those horror books, you know, um, you know, I said, just put them aside, ask me first, and I'll get it. Um, hmm. first appearance of Saber 2. I just watched that Wolverine movie the other day, too. So you don't have to. Um, oh, oh, oh. there was an example of um, uh, go to that black cat number one. Oh, yeah, this one caused a controversy from right. the people who were just stupid. Um, <laughs> black cat issue number one, <laughs> J. Scott Campbell, cover G, the Fel Felicia's Loft Virgin variant, uh, 9.8 for 525. People, damn. I mean, it, it was people were coming out of the woodworks talking about you know no nobody can pose like that blah 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 and then you know people were like yeah I can pose like this like it's a comic book it's picture it's it's picture word it's it's a, it's funny books of picture words but I mean you know stop it 
Just stop. Whoa. It. Mm. What's that amazing Spider-Man number six going on in there? That's why is Peach that? Mo- that's Peach, 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 Peach Momoka. Momoka? Yeah. Holy moly. Peach Moko. Oh, no. Do you know what that means? I have that book. Do you know what that means, though? What does it mean? Oh, here it comes. I have invoked the name of Peach Moko, so that means this. Hey, guys. It's Lou here, your out-of-shape comic book collector, and I'm welcoming you to another episode of What to Put in Your Box. Oh man, you're not gonna believe this, dude. Your book came back a 9-8. A 9-8 karate kick! (laughs) Hey guys, it's Comic Lou here, and this is another episode of our Top 10, where the comics we talk about, ironically, are on my eBay store. And I'm here, Joined by the comic sensei from Alaska himself, Kevin. What's up, guys? We got our top ten books. This is on our top ten here. It's uh, Peach Momoko. Peach Momoko! Take a look. I love Peach Momoko. I love Peach Momoko. Dude, it's my book. Dude, stop! It's my book! Dude, stop! (laughs) Man, I'm T-Ho from Lords of the Short Box. Screw that guy, British style. Yo, DJ Curse Words, kick it. First things first, I say all the words inside of me. I'm tired, I'm tired of the way the things are. Man, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's, good stuff. That's really good stuff. Yeah, we, and you know, we just, we just. Oh. We get, we kind of oh we got to ask our question. Um, you start a Ooh. start line here. There's that peach right there. So I got a, yeah we got a question here. I want to give away this uh, amazing Spider-Man issue number six legacy variant uh, legacy nine hundred. It's the one in fifty variant. And Tebow's going to ask a question. I hope we vetted this question, or we, we're just going to take his word for uh, it. No, so we're going I, with Tebow's answer. It's it's true. It, it, it's, it's true. Laura <laughs> and I are not so convinced. No, we're it is. We're going down to right. trust right. it. Let's get a starting line. In Who there. was Peter Parker's first girlfriend? I want to see what the chat says. Let's give this a second. Yeah, I can't wait to see the responses from the chat. Peter Parker's first girlfriend, guys. And, and I yeah, will be. Uh, that's a one in five hundred peach I just showed you. I bought that for two dollars. <laughs> for two bucks. <laughs> nope, not Gwen Stacy. That's yeah, we, we talked about that. <laughs> Aunt May, you pervs. Rudy you put in. No, they uh, got it. Uh, Son of a bitch. Yep. T uh who got it? Hold on, Betty Brandt. On Joey X. the stunt yeah, master. Joey the stunt magic. Yes, Betty Brandt, Amazing Spider-Man, number four, Peter Parker's first girlfriend. Not the love of his life. His love of his life is Gwen Stacy, but he had a girlfriend, and she worked at the Daily uh, Bugle, uh, yeah. and that was his first girlfriend, Betty Brandt. So shout out to you. Um, hit up JB, and uh, you get to that. You know, we like giving back to the community, man. So congratulations. Back to the community. That's a deep dive right there. If you know Betty Brandt, uh, Joey, yeah, reach out to me on Instagram. Same right there. Same. I 
boom right there reach out to me i need your address that's coming to you my friend free of charge congratulations Appreciate you being awesome. in the chat and if you're yeah. watching the show on the rewind and you missed the live you're not left out we're doing another giveaway on tuesday you do not have to be present to win but you do got to comment on this video comment what your favorite comic book cover was that we showed in today's show to be comment, entered into tuesday's giveaway like and subscribe get us to 8000 and we're going to give away even more stuff we're close to 8000 subs so you know keep on trudging on till we get to 8000 so make sure you guys uh sub up and make sure you sub up during nirvana laura any last words uh tomorrow's night uh i won't be there for that show but they're doing like a black history month show so you'll have lucas and black comic lords is going to be there so go and support nearing nirvana and yeah, give give this show a thumbs up if you haven't already. I don't know where we're at on that, but yeah. JB, the last words. I'm gonna pander to this crowd that I love. Thank you again, this fantastic live crowd. Make sure you hit the thumbs up on your way out. If you're not following me on Instagram, please consider following me on Instagram. I do got a YouTube channel and I do sell on that app that we don't discuss. As always, that's it. Don't forget, we had a good time. Yeah, so make sure you leave your favorite cover on the comment section, not in the live chat, okay? So that we can give away some stuff on Tuesday's show. Uh, and, you know, it'll be Valentine's Day. So uh, I'm pretty sure my girlfriend will understand if, you know, we go live uh, yeah. or not. I'll have to make it up to her and buy her some flowers. So, you know, uh, until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in those long boxes. Until then, uh, that's it. Peace out. Oh, that the Lord is up there. Um, What's in the box?